everybody. Welcome to Wicked Myth. This is Brenna. Hello! It's Nigel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was yawning. Oh, well, hi. It's Taylor, your girl. Welcome back, hopefully. Well, it's your boy. Yes. Do you always have to steal my light, Nigel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You two are so gross. It's adorable. Thank yeah. you. Welcome we back, tried. y'all. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. So. How y'all doing? <laughs> doing. Same. How are you? I'm vibing. Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. What? Our, this is so awkward conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's, usually we're not. I can't figure this out. This I, is I don't know. Just having a, a weird day. Yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's a weird day. It is raining. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's raining. I think it's all sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> we just ate some heavy food and now we're trying to get things done. I am in kind of rest mode. After yeah. I eat, I like, sometimes my brain goes into, oh, me too. now it's nap time. So. And we just like, we didn't just eat, we like carbo-loaded. We did, yeah. yeah. We just made <laughs> pasta with bread. But it's so good though. <laughs> it was really good. It was fire. Oh my God. And the, the, um, the lo mein you made last time. Oh, like crap. Fire. I'm yeah. really good at making carbs. Jeez. Yeah, Taylor's amazing <laughs> at making carbs. <laughs> uh, so if I ever get rich, I'm going to hire her to be my comfort food cook. Right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I'm oh in the gosh. lottery, you know you're, you're, actually, you're secure. Yeah, so. good. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, Live in the west wing of the house. There That's we go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nigel will start our own little family over we'll there. We'll call you for movie nights. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we'll meet in the den. <laughs> right, right. Make us rich, y'all. Can you? So we can all live together in a giant house. Yeah, that's nice. the the goal is a commune. Yes, please. So, <laughs> Loki, though, I'd fucking love that. I know. Could we start a commune? Let's do it. Let's buy a huge piece of land. Oh. And in a big enough place where it's like, I love you, but fuck off, you know? Right, exactly, (laughs) exactly. I I need me time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. go to your end of the house and leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, for all personal people. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh, so what are we talking about today, Brenna? Um, Today is my wicked side, and I'm actually talking about Francis Glessner Lee. And for some reason, I want to keep switching Lee and Glessner, and I keep wanting to call her Francis Lee Glessner, which is not her name. Because I so. think it's like Lee's like nor like a middle name. Yeah. yeah. You know? I can't tell you how many times, like, writing it out, I switched them and, like, had yeah. to be scribbling. I had yeah. to rewrite this one because I kept doing that over yeah. and over. So one of those things you do and you don't notice till you're, like, way far ahead. And it's like, yeah, and it's yeah. Like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I've, I've been felt... really excited about this one. I can't wait to hear it. Yes, I am too. She's uh, not a well-known figure in history, and I feel like she should be because she was really instrumental and very important in how we have forensic science today. Yeah. yeah. So she's actually known as the mother of forensic science. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's really brilliant, and she mm. was very uh, just unconventional. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. You know? Um, first and foremost, though, let me list my, my sources, because I got quite a few. I looked up several different sources on yeah. her. Because um, I could either find... An article that was all about her life, or an article that was just about the nutshells, and I couldn't find anything that was about both. Yeah. So um, I had to supplement it. Just before you even say this, your eyelashes are wicked long. 
I'm sorry. I'm like seeing you, you from nice your side you. profile, and I'm like, holy shit. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and you can't notice them because I'm naturally a ginger, so it's they're blonde. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like nature's cruel joke. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I was just looking at you from the side, and I'm like, holy fuck. I yeah. have to say it. And I don't wear falsies because I can't. I, my skin's so sensitive, I'm afraid to. Yeah. yeah. So. For sure. Yeah, but Scott's are like way longer than mine. Scott and Aiden, my, my husband and my son. Men. Naturally, dark, thick, long eyelashes, and I have to pay to get that. I'm like, you guys suck. And Aiden will sit there and he'll pick them out. You, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh I don't want to hear it. I didn't ask for this. We love you, though. I did, and I didn't get it. So, (laughs) yeah. Right. I have to glue little hairs on my eyeball. (laughs) Like,. I've hooded eyelids, so... Me too! No, I, I'm trying to relate. Yours are a lot more hooded than mine. Well, yeah, though. exactly. So. Like, I think his are even more hooded than yours, yeah, and you and mine are very eyes. hooded, yeah. Yeah. That seems right. Anyway, yeah. back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here are my sources. So, um, first I'd like to start with... Um, it's a YouTube channel called Obsolete Oddities, and I highly recommend everybody goes to listen. Mm-hmm. It He's amazing. The guy that narrates these, he never shows his face... Um, but you know, he tells these, these tales and he's a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. And he tells them all with these beautiful, um, like photography and, and like little effects and things like that. Yeah. But they're all kind of dark stories and everything's got a little bit of a dark bent to it. So we can definitely, you know, relate, but he's got this just magical voice. I can, he's one of those people. It's like, I'm going to hand you a phone book. You just read to me for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just want to listen to him go. So, um, he is one too, like, that's kind of like on the same levels, like Robert Stack, you know, for like unsolved mysteries that you can put on and fall asleep just listening to him describe horrible, awful, grisly things. Yeah. Yeah. Because his voice is just that soothing. I'm here for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um, also complete gentleman. I wrote to him and actually asked if I could reference his video on um, Francis Glusnerly. And he was very kind and said, yes, we absolutely could. Um, So please go give his channel some love. It's Obsolete Oddities and it's amazing. Is that on YouTube? It is on YouTube. Yep, yep, yep. Um, And he does a tour basically of the the, uh, nutshell dioramas. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So he goes through and kind of like what he thinks he's seeing, you know, in them and talks a bit about them and a bit about her. And um, it's just a really good way to to view them. Yeah. You know, you can obviously look online, but I really like... um, I really like listening to his perspective as he yeah. as he goes through them. So, um, my other source was this uh, Smith. <laughs> that was cute. Oh, I know I can say this word: SmithsonianMag.com. Okay. Um, home is where the corpse is, at least in this, these dollhouse crime scenes. That's the name of the article um, by Milan Sali, uh, October sixteenth, twenty seventeen. And then, of course, our good friend Wikipedia. Of um, course. We love yes, Wikipedia on love this Wikipedia. podcast. Um, HarvardMagazine.com. Francis Glessnerly, A Brief Life of a Forensic Miniaturist um, by Laura J. Miller. And that was September, October of 2005. So, um, yeah, I had quite a bit of references. She awesome. Hey, we love it. She by the way, orn. guys, yeah. if you hear cardboard or... Meowing, um, my cat is having a heyday right now. So Podcat. Podcat is having a fun time while we've, we record. So We've changed locations we to have. our home. Yes. yes. And she is something right now. Yeah. <laughs> we changed no locations hoping, hi, sweetie, that we could get um, 
can get a little uh, less echoey sound for everybody. And hopefully yeah. you guys um, will like the sound a little better. And, mm. and we're hoping to bring that quality to you. We're always so. working on improving and uh, bringing you the most professional podcast that we can so yes absolutely yeah but just thought i'd let you guys know about the cat before yeah. we yes. get started <laughs> if you hear me yell ow she's biting my toes so. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah she's rude <laughs> anyway back to brenna all right um so as we've stated before uh here on wicked myth we love our strong women our rebels sure and our heroes that defy convention and expectation and francis glessner lee was all of these things and more Although she probably wouldn't consider herself those things. Yeah. Uh, she was also an heiress and an artist, though she never called herself an artist, and the first female police captain of the United States. She was also an amaz- the amazing mind behind the nutshell studies of unexplained death. At first glance, you would think these dioramas were simply very detailed dollhouses, but on a closer look... We'll show you all the grisly signs and clues of gruesome and sometimes violent deaths. Um, sometimes the deaths appear to be murders. Sometimes they look like suicides. Yeah. But the whole point is nothing is as it seems. Mm-hmm. And it was trying to teach people how to view crime scenes. Yeah. And how to look at evidence and how to notice evidence and not um, make kind of snap judgments when you're on a crime scene yeah. and actually looking closer at the details. So it's all like little diorama, uh, diorama. Yes. Yeah. And I do actually have pictures that I'll show you guys, um, a little later. I'm so excited to see them. Yeah. They're so cool. She, she does so much amazing detail on these. Mm. It's mind blowing. Yeah. So I'll show you the pictures and, and we'll kind of all react to one together. Cool. Um, but yeah, it, she's, known as the mother of forensic science and once you see these you'll understand why um so let's start with the beginning with her life her her uh, birth uh francis was born in chicago illinois so she's kind of western girl you know yeah. she's she's of ours yeah dope um on march 25th of 1878 her father was john jacob glessner an industrialist an industrialist who made his uh who made his fortune building a company. You may or may not have heard this small little thing, Elda. I don't know. International Harvester. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Yeah, so I don't know if, if other people will know, but definitely in Indiana. No. Oh, for farming. sure. We love our corn. Yeah, we, we know what International Harvester is. Yes, corn and meth gang. Corn hey. and meth gang. Oh, God, I wish yeah. that wasn't right. <laughs> but it is. No, we should change the name of the podcast to Corn and Meth Gang. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate to think if we'd do better doing that. Right? Though, right? Oh, These guys Lord. get it. They <laughs> These are guys on. get it, right? Their podcast is worth 30 electoral votes. Oh, God. <laughs> you almost destroyed our mic. I know. <laughs> Oh, Their podcast is worth thirty electoral. <laughs> Abolish the electoral college and put us in charge. Yeah, I agree. There we go. Let us any, do this. Any, I'm sorry. Who's the comedian who was talking about like we just need to change the name of elections to who's gonna run this bitch? Who's gonna run this bitch? <laughs> I love that. I don't remember who that was, but yeah, I know it's a real famous comedian, and it's it cracks me up every time. Mm. But. Anyway, so um, Frances's mother was Frances M. Glessner, um, and she was said to be very supportive of her husband and um, and all his endeavors, and she ran their household with a notable efficiency. She grew up um, 
Francis grew up in a home that was considered to be, quote, epitomized the aesthetics and moral ideals of the 19th century domesticity. Um, as such, she lived um, a very privileged and very sheltered life. Yeah. yeah. Um, for, you know, much of her life. She, um, she very much grew up in a sort of bubble, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, her home was actually a... a kind of reflected that her childhood home um the home itself was supposed to be an impressive display of wealth and fashion uh built in 1886 by a man considered to be the heir's foremost american architect h.h H. richardson so like h.h H. holmes but not yeah. really yeah <laughs> less murdery i'm assuming yeah, but murdery. totally the same but not. both with a passion for house building yeah. so you know yeah. <laughs> This is your water, right? Yes, it I'm is. I'm taking a <laughs> over here, so. <laughs> Won't share germs. Um, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, both Francis and her brother were educated at home. However, her okay. brother eventually went to atten- went on to attend Harvard. Um, she married an attorney named Bulet Lee. Bulet. Bulet? Yep. That's a fun name. Bulet. I I had like I had to keep like saying it because I'm like it doesn't oh, sound sure. like a real name. Yeah. Bullet. Why didn't they just name him Bullet? You know something I don't know. <laughs> Bullet just I, I can't with Bullet. that. What are you talking about? I think Bullet just rolls off the tongue. Bullet. Right. It's a beautiful name. I'm gonna name my son that. <laughs> Bullet. Please. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Is that that's kind of like the Johnny Cash song, a boy named Sue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so he could get his ass kicked. <laughs> Please. Both Francis and her brother, like I said, were educated at home. He eventually went on to Harvard. She married at 19. However, yeah. the marriage didn't last. Yeah. Um, while they appeared happy at first and they had three children together, they later divorced. And one of her children, I believe it was her son, said the marriage failed in part to Francis's creative urge coupled with the high manual dexterity, the desire to make things, which Lee did not share. Yeah. So she was oh. just an active person who wanted to create things, wanted to do things, and her husband just wasn't the same kind of person. Yeah. yeah. We get that. We see that a lot today, different personalities. You yeah. Know? yeah. Or you marry somebody thinking you understand who they are, and then as time goes on, you kind of figure each other out, and you're like, oh, yeah. I was having so, this I got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was ha- well, I was having this conversation earlier with, like, um, <laughs> I saw some post on Facebook and it was like, you should know if you want to marry the woman you're with within six months. And I'm like, absolutely, you no. should not. I'm like, yeah. you and you don't even know somebody after a year of dating. No. Me and Nigel have been together for almost seven years. It'll be seven yeah. years in January and we're getting married next week. So, yeah. you know, like we put our time in and yeah. it's like, there's mm-hmm. just so many people that get married so early and I'm like, you don't even know that person. Exactly. Yep. It's- and that like... I'm kind of in the mindset, too, of, like, and I know this isn't how most people think. I grew up in a really conservative family, and it was always believed you didn't move in with somebody until you were married. Yeah. And mm. that is a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. I'm so glad me and Nigel lived together before we decided. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean. Because you don't know until you live with them. No, absolutely not. No. You learn who a person is when you move in together. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we were living, like, it's. You get comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and you really see who that person is yeah. without all of the the sort of facade. Yeah, you know, exactly. That this is the best version of me right. that we put out there. Exactly. 
you know, it, so I think it's just necessary, yeah. honestly. And, and weirdly and off topic, I feel the same way about sex, too. Yeah. You know? 100%. 100%. You should have sex before you get married. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because sometimes people aren't sexually compatible. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a important. problem. It's important yeah. in a marriage. I, I, exactly. I know a lot of people will say like, oh, well, sex isn't important. Sex is extremely important. Very. And it's the one of the leading reasons that people get divorced mm-hmm. right. is because of sex. So it's yeah. important. And everybody has different love languages too. And oh, for like, sure. I love yeah. the whole love language like theory and and looking at that i i get it yeah. you know we all do experience and feel things differently yeah, yeah 100%. so but off on that tangent yeah. Anywho. <laughs> again this is just what we do here so yeah sorry not sorry <laughs> not at all um, side, like. <laughs> it is so we are gonna go off but. i pick ups do you really? Yep, I was just waiting for the day that I would get them while we're recording. <laughs> oh, is this the first time? This is the first time. This is a, a milestone right here. Oh my god. Get used to it. See, I'm, <laughs> the thing I'm terrified about is that I'm going to let one of those ghastly, like, deep down belches that, like, just sounds horrific. <laughs> I feel like I've done that. You've, bur- yeah, you burped. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, the hiccups are gone. Aww. See, it was just jitters. It's all good. I get hiccups every day. Yeah. Oh, and they're bad. They're really bad. Ugh. So I was just waiting for the time it happened Aww. while we were recording. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I keep going off. No, no, no. We're both up. So, yeah. um, Francis became interested in actually forensic investigation first through a uh, close friend of hers that her brother went to school with, uh, George Burris McGrath, um, who later became the professor of pathology at Harvard Medicine School Damn. and the chief medical examiner of Suffolk County. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What an achievement. I mean, that's not a chef at Hardee's or whatever. And how cool, like, I don't know how supportive he was, but how cool to be supportive of that at all yeah. with a woman in those times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. You know, true. I mean, it said that they were close friends, so I, I can only imagine mm. he had to, like you know realize how sharp her mind was and yeah. respect yeah. that and that's wonderful i love seeing that and this was the early 19th century yeah oh yep. wow so yeah it's very well yeah um francis was a tenacious woman and she actually figured out how to use her background and advantage um in order to enter um the world of forensic science and uh criminal medicine yeah um she's just it was really kind of brilliant how she did it. She started by making generous donations uh, to the Department of Legal Medicine at Harvard mm-hmm. in 1931. And then she helped establish the, Do- the George Burris McGrath Library and then a chair in the legal medicine and then the Harvard Seminars of Homicide Investigation. So she helped found that. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. I just, I realized I said 19th century... We're in the 20th century. Yeah, now we yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. she starts in there and then it rolls oh, over. Oh, okay. Got so. it. Because I was just confused about the time period. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So she didn't get into this, into homicide investigation until much later. Yeah. Uh, in okay. Her life. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an incredible feat for, uh, for a woman in, yeah. in that time. I mean, incredible. Yep. She would host um, these seminars um, and she was the only woman of around 30 to 40 men. Wow. Um, they would be elegant banquets at the Ritz-Carlton uh, for participating detectives and medical examiners, in quotations. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how she found herself involved. Yeah. 
So she would often, uh, she would lead seminars. She would teach them, too. Yeah. So, which I think, I mean, again, it's just one of those things that at the yeah. time... Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, that's amazing to accomplish now. Yeah. But, but it's especially, especially amazing to accomplish that then. Yeah. Right. And for these professionals mm-hmm. to take her seriously. Yeah. That yeah. Too. To be listening yeah. to her. I, to me, that's just like, when she spoke, she had to be one of those people that you listened. Yeah. 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 You know? And it, I would have just to go back in time and sit in on one of her seminars. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know? That's just mind-blowing to think about. Yeah. She's, Oh my it's God, so two neat. plus two is four. Which yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right? Shit's fucking crazy. God, I'm worried we're going back to that some days. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think we're I think we're okay. Think knock we're okay. on wood. Knock, knock on, on wood. wood. So <laughs> it wasn't until the uh, 1930s and 40s that she began creating her nutshell studies of unexplained death. She believed, rightly so, that crimes could be solved by scientific analysis of visual material and and evidence. Yeah. Yep. The crimes depicted in the dioramas were based off of actual crimes. However, Frances did the layouts, decorated, and designed the interiors herself. Um, She crafted 20 of the nutshells in total, 19 of which still survive today. That's Um, cool. That's cool. Yeah. The training sessions she used the nutshells in um, would last usually about 90 minutes long. Um, there's one, uh, Nora Atkinson, um, the curator of craft at the Smithsonian American Art Museum Renwick Gallery. It's a mouthful. Um, (laughs) where 19 of the nutshells were actually gathered for an exhibition at one point. Um, said this about the dioramas. The point of the nutshell is to go down the path of trying to figure out what the evidence is and why you believe that. It really is about learning your approach to a crime scene and learning how to see in that environment. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really neat. From what I understand, too, I believe, because um, I did see something about this, too, on, uh, oh, what's that show that I'm always talking about that I love so much? Mysteries at the Museum. Yeah. Um, and I do believe that she never would tell people what the answer was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that wasn't the point. Yeah. The point was to view the evidence and And make a conclusion yeah Yeah. exactly and so it wasn't so much about that it was about the gathering of the evidence yeah and the documenting um she would also recommend that people would start like in a clockwork spot or clockwork spiral so start like in the middle and then slowly spiral outward to find the evidence so um i imagine like from the epicenter of the body and then outward to see what you noticed and found so it was That's so cool. Yeah, very very interesting. Um, some of the scenes depicted things like a housewife sprawled on the kitchen floor. Um, well, you know, paper has been stuffed into the cracks and crevices of a nearby door. Mm-hmm. The oven door is wide open. Another one is a skeleton on the charred remains of a bed, while the ceiling overhead and part of the wall are burned away. Another depicts a woman lying in a closet uh, with her neck on a box and her head resting inside, still attached. It's not like. Yeah. Not decapitated. It looks like she fell over. A knife beside her, but two bottles of some kind uh, empty in her sitting room, not far from the closet itself. Hmm. Like prescription bottles or... They look like booze bottles. Oh, okay. Um, So I think that, honestly, if if I was looking at this one in particular, it looks to me like she got drunk and wandered into her closet with a knife to open a box. Yeah. 
and then tripped and fell in her closet and broke her neck on the on the box. Yeah. Is that's what it looks like to me cuz I didn't notice any blood or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's important to note too <laughs> that when she made these dioramas, even the color of the blood was important. Yeah. Because of how long blood sits, the color gradually changes. Yeah. So she would make sure that the color matched a certain time frame. Just imagine how extremely detail-oriented you have to be to do things like that. She even lit them. So they were, like, for that time especially, you know, she made sure that they were lit so that they were set at certain times of day. That's amazing. Yeah. It is crazy cool to look at these and see these. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like, I can't believe she doesn't consider herself an artist. Like, I, I can't because the attention to detail yeah. and the beautiful way that she rendered these yeah. is just stunning to me. Like, yeah. as an artist, <clears throat> she's an artist. Yeah. You know, whether or not she ever felt like she was, she really was. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was kind of sad to me that she didn't consider herself um, as such. But maybe just because it was such an unusual medium. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know? Um, For that time, especially. Yes. Yeah, it was really, like, not a woman's place, especially a well-to-do woman's place, to be doing anything with murder or crime. Yeah. You know? Well, to be doing much of anything besides being in your home, really. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But she not only did this, she took an active role, and she took an active role in the education, Mm -hmm. and really changed our system for the better. Yeah. Especially in how we viewed crime and how we approached crime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're a true crime fan, you really need to say thank you to Frances Glessner Lake. Because she was yeah. kind of, like, the first, like, in the original, like, um, I want to say Murderino. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, because we're my favorite murder fans. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, she was, like, the OG. Um, yeah. And kind of, like, made it more acceptable, I think. You know, for women to be involved in law enforcement. Yeah. So, um, Frances donated the nutshells to Harvard in 1945 for the use in her seminars. Um, in 1967, the department at Harvard was unfortunately dissolved. Um, this was not long after she died. This was only a few years after she died, actually. So, the dioramas were then put into the care of the Maryland Office Chief Medical Examiner, where they're still used as training tools to this very day. That is That's so awesome. fucking cool. Yep. <clears throat> what an accomplishment. Yes. Um, at one point, um, there were only, they thought there were only 18 surviving nutshells. Um, there was one called the Lost Nutshell. However, that was actually later found in uh, Francis's home. In New ha- New Hampshire, uh, in Bethlehem, New Hampshire. So now there is a um, conservator named Ariel o- O'Connor. Um, she has the task of caring for the aging dioramas. The Smithsonian article says her job is to ensure the integrity of Lee's original designs. Whether that translates to the object placement of material preservation just as lee painstakingly crafted every detail of her dioramas Mm -hmm. from the color of the blood pools to the window shades o'connor must identify and reverse any small changes that have occurred over the decades so she is trying to keep them as true to francis's vision as she can yeah 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 and because she's had to use old photographs too to try to you know because so, unfortunately, people change things. Yeah, yeah. So were these dioramas built around like real crime scenes, or yes. were these? 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if she was doing, like, um, basing them on real crime scenes or if she was creating them and basically telling people yeah. figure it out. You know what I mean? She based them off of real crimes. Got it. And then she would change the settings around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and kind of add in her own flair here and there. But for the most part, yes, they were based off of actual, um, well, deaths, I should say. Because not yeah. all were crimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, they were unexplained deaths. Yeah. So, and the files that, that were therefore involved. Mm -hmm. So she actually had the files too. Yeah. And she okay. used them to create these. That is so um, amazing. Yes. But the design, like things like, like the wallpaper and things like that. And, um, sometimes the layouts of the house and all of that was her own creativity. Yeah. yeah. Um, her addition to it, so to speak. She's... And I can only think that part of that too was to kind of, if these cases were at all sort of well known, yeah. to kind of put yeah. them into a different context, yeah, yeah, and see if people could still think, you know, Frankly. yeah, right. yeah, through yeah. Them. So not only was she an amazing artist, but she was also, I mean, she created a teaching tool yeah. that is still used today, and that is amazing. Isn't that cool? What an icon. We love strong women. We do. Damn straight. We absolutely do. She's. Uh, we love bad bitches. She's something else. <laughs> bad bitches. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that in a good way. No, I know. So. We are bad bitches. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Badass bitches. All right. <sighs> but um, the article even talks about details like as small as like how the firewood is stacked in some of the dioramas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That um, O'Connor actually like went to her house and was noticing details of how things were laid out there. Yeah. And trying to pay attention to, you know, exacting specifications. Of how yeah. things should be. Some of the fixtures that had been like replaced by people um, over time. She's trying to make them more period correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's even right now they're undertaking um, replacing some of the lighting with LED lighting. Yeah. Um, just to help further preserve, you know, mm -hmm. because LED is the, the heat thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they're trying to do that in a way where the bulbs still look authentic and correct to the time period. Yeah. So, so there's, there's a, a lot of hard work going on. A into lot. This. A lot yeah. of care. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. Um, so uh, she's even used 50, uh, uh, photographs from the 1950s, it says. Um, I thought you were about to say she even used Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, God, no. And I was like, wow. That's... <laughs> I think that's a different crime. That's a literary crime. Yeah, I don't know that real. she necessarily went there. So... <laughs> Have you ever heard this is i'm going off topic you ever hear gilbert Gottfried read 50 shades of gray oh god no my no. clitoris oh my god after this i'm showing brenna it is oh god the, it's i one have of the to best fucking things you will ever hear it's, oh god. it's so cursed it's just beautiful that sounds just, like one of those things that's so bad that it's brilliant yeah, yeah. Uh oh i love this so much already <laughs> yeah that shit came out like it's been a long time since that came out. I think like eight years ago. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's freaking hilarious. I have to yeah. now. <laughs> I love that stuff, though, sometimes. Like, I can't do cringe humor 
too much. Yeah. Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. it, it gets to me. I feel like I want to rescue that person from the situation. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, but oh yeah, my gosh, uh, the... ContraPoints on YouTube. I don't know if you watch her. ContraPoints actually did an entire like it's like an hour and a half long video about cringe. Yeah. And why we both hate it and love it. Yeah. And it, it's that thing you just said of mm-hmm. I want to take them away from that situation. Secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And but it's a really interesting video. You should definitely check it out. ContraPoints is amazing. That just sounds interesting. I might have to. She does a lot of really great commentary. The reason why I both love and hate The Office. Like, I love Mm -hmm. The Office, but I can't watch it for long stints because it just, it stresses me out. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Speaking of The Office. So today my phone accidentally disconnected from my Wi-Fi. And our Wi-Fi name is Dunder Mifflin, right? (laughs) Well, I went to go um, reconnect to it. And I realized that one of my neighbors has made their Wi-Fi Vance Refrigeration. And I am, like, tempted to go knock on doors. I want to know who it is. I want to be friends. Who's your kindred spirit? You right. have to be friends right. with and them. And then there's another one, too, that's Threat Level Midnight. <laughs> I'm like, that's wow, brilliant. guys. I oh love it. Oh, my God. Is there a Threat Level Midnight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the screenshot I sent you. Oh. Yeah, there's I just noticed Vance. Yeah, Vance Refrigeration and there's a Threat Level Midnight. Can we that, talk about Threat Level that? Midnight's been there a while, but Vance oh. Refrigeration is a newer one. And that I'm like, they must have saw Dunder Mifflin. You know? So... Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. I know. It's like, um, did you ever see that meme of like, um, uh, what was it? It was houses, and one of them had the Federation flag from uh, Star Trek, and the other one had a Klingon flag. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And that's like, <laughs> we're at war with our neighbors, and I'm like, that's <laughs> wonderful. I love that so much. Yeah. Yay, nerds. <laughs> love it. You really are my people, and I love it so mm. much. That's some of my, my favorite, like, my favorite clients are, are nerds. Yeah. Because we can sit and we can talk about things, like, for hours yeah. and, you do like, so many deep dives. fun, nerdy pieces. I love it. They're so fucking cool. Like, yeah. that Naruto one you did the other day. Yeah, thank was you. Was so fucking cool. I, I love all of that stuff. Like, my favorite are gamers when yeah. I get gamers in, especially yeah. if they've, like, played the same games as I have. And then, because mm. I don't. I don't meet too many people who have played the same games. Yeah. And I have friendships based solely off the fact that we both like these same. games. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's a few people that that's how I bond. You yeah. Know, is oh, like, me too. Man. Oh, I mean, it's... a huge bonding point for you and Nigel has been Game Grumps. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, you know. Yes, because really the only other person that I know of mm. is Andrea. Yeah. Who watches Game Grumps. Andrea so, watches Game Grumps too. Andrea is a huge Game Grumps Oh fan. my God, shout out Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> she continues to be the coolest person on the planet. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Every time I talk to Andrea, I'm like, how are you this fucking cool? I know. Like, right? I could never. I love her so much. <laughs> like... <laughs> She's great. She's really, really great. She also likes like Good Mythical Morning too. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you see their uh, coloring book that just no. came out? Yeah, they just came out with a coloring book. Uh, Bet you anything, it's sold out. Probably. <laughs> probably. I, I still wanted to get their um, their book Lost Causes of Bleak Creek, and I haven't yeah. got that yet. But I really want to, and I've heard a lot of great things about it. Yeah. So, so. Um, they're I don't know extremely if you guys talented. Have. have you guys ever read any Duo. of Rhett's papers that he's written? No. Like he's written a few like kind of like open letters and. They're beautiful. Yeah. He's a really good writer. Oh, yeah. They're super fucking talented. Yeah. All around. I mean, they're extremely talented people. Love Good Mythical Morning. They're like... I absolutely do. The whole the mythical best. crew, everything about them. I even follow like some of the crewmates that aren't with them anymore on yeah. Instagram just yeah. because they're amazing people. Yeah. So, 
Um, but yeah, I love, I love it. I love all of it. Same. So we were talking about that earlier too. How, like for me, a lot of my YouTube love started with epic rap battles of mm-hmm. history. Hmm. So which is another one. If you have not, go because they are hilarious and wonderful and they're magical. Yeah. <laughs> so if you need a good laugh, that's where you need to go. But, yeah, always. Uh, yeah. We love okay. YouTube in this house. I, I should wrap this up <laughs> Sorry. before we get much more distracted. Um, but for all her work and dedication, um, the uh, for the study of forensic science, Francis was named an honorary captain in the New Hampshire State Police on October 27th of 1943. Fuck yeah. Making her the first woman to join the International Association of Chief of Police. Fuck yeah. Yep. Now, it was an honorary That's title. Awesome. She wasn't acting, but... That's still damn impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Time, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is uh, pretty fucking impressive. To Feminist me. icon. Yep. We love it. <laughs> and again, she probably wouldn't consider herself something, any, which is what I loved because a lot of them said that while she was, I kind of got the overall impression anyway that yeah. while she was, you know, kind of a tenacious and, and intelligent person, that she was also humble yeah. and, and kind of, um, you know, didn't really expound on herself too much. Yeah, and sure. and I love that too. That that balance of brilliance and humility, and, yeah. and you know, yeah. where she was still proud of herself enough that she spoke up. Her voice was heard, and she yeah. made sure it was heard. Yeah. But she didn't. Um, <clears throat> she didn't get too prideful. Yeah, you know, and that's just not an attractive thing at all. I think you know. But anyway, yeah, I liked that balance. That that um, she knew her worth. Yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But she didn't beat people by the head with it. From, yeah, of course. From what I researched, I could be very wrong. Couldn't about be that. me. I'm a fucking you know? narcissist. <laughs> she could just be twerking on the hose. It's like fuck you, beat me. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> I would kind of love that, you know. Yeah. Oh, shake that ass for forensic science. Yep. But anyway, she she died January twenty seventh of nineteen sixty two at the age of eighty three, in Bethlehem, New Hampshire. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So now let me show you guys these pictures. Ooh, live reacting things. Yes, because God, what an amazing person. I know. Dude, that's just wow. That's yep. really, really impressive. So this is the one I was telling you about Ooh. with the woman. Wow. Yeah. I mean like the coat in the closet, you see the bed behind the little yeah. stuff on the wall, the hat on the shelf, and there's the the knife there at the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. But it looks like it fell out of her hands yeah. to me. And the way her hands are positioned and the way the knife is. Mm-hmm. And again, no blood. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that it, that was an accident. Oops. And then um, I think I've got a better picture. But you can kind of see over here the bottles are on the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. we have to post these to the Instagram. Yeah. Um, that was a close-up of the bed on the other side. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah so you see the table and everything. The rug, so the picture on the wall, everything. It's the lace curtains. Um, this was another one where it looks like a body has fallen down the steps. Yeah. Um, and again, it, the detail. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. The brickwork, like. Yeah. Yeah, just all of it, man. I am so impressed. Um, stunning. Yeah. Honestly. This is the whole layout of that living room, and. The valances, the curtains, the floor lamp, like, the lampshade, like, every little fucking detail, man. The books, all of it. 
and these are just a few of them. Like, I really encourage people, go look at these things. They are freaking amazing. Yeah. And we'll post some pictures, too, on yeah. Instagram yeah, as sure. well for you guys. Okay, this one I got, too, so you guys can see over here a little better. So you can see the bottles there. Yeah. Yeah. And the table. and Yeah. That is so fucking cool. This was a couple Ooh. that were, I, I believe, murdered. I had a vanity just like that. Oh, that's unnerving. <laughs> I did. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. That I had at my grandpa's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. And that's what my bed looked like, too. <laughs> I swear. Remember that headboard? Oh, wow. To a degree. Yeah. It looked like just like that. It was a matching bedroom set. That's too. No. I'm kidding. Close to it, yeah. <laughs> that's so neat. Isn't that cool? So you can see, like, the first body here. There's even splatter that goes yeah. up, like, through the walls. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is so impressive. And off the bed and onto him. And then <clears throat> they've got the little track marks, like, across the carpet. Yeah. There's a different angle of it. But you can see the chair knocked over there. Yeah. And... That's incredible. Right? Little sewing machine <gasps> over by the window. Yeah, I can't. I could not stop looking at these. Every like, little yeah. nook and cranny. You know, Everything. Just... So, oh, this yeah. is the one I was describing <clears throat> earlier. The woman in the kitchen. We can see the little paper stuffed in the, around the door. Yeah. That neat. Wow. And the little hand painted detail on the chairs, yeah. the stuff on the shelves. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Damn. Like she really put in so much. This is uh, another angle of the kitchen. So. That's so cool. Yeah. So like. The, there's stoves over here. The body's over here, out of out of off of uh, out of frame. Yeah. But you know, this is just so you can see the detail, too. Like all the hand painting that went into that, all the stuff like that's on the sink, and in the sink. Yeah. Um. The detail. Yeah. There and then you, there you can see the body, and the stove. Yeah. Yeah. The fridge. I just I can't get over how beautiful they are yeah you know they're so well done gruesome but (laughs) they're really cool really really beautiful um the bathtub one all the little like detail like into the stockings Mm -hmm. and the shoes and the soap uh the soap dish and like it's just mind-blowing to me like even the wear on the carpet like look like from where you walk in and yeah. out in the yeah. same track Scouts every day. Yeah. How do, I don't even know how she did that. I'm just so impressed with all of it. Yeah, that is so cool. It's another one. Just like the way that the, the lampshades are veiled. The, the throws over them. All of it. Like you can see the, like the hammer. Yeah. Down here by her head. Wow. And then there's a knife in her chest. Or a... Uh, it looks like in her waist. Yeah. So, warning, some of these are a little triggering. They are gruesome murders. And yeah. some of them, you know, I mean, they're they're not great, you know? Yeah. As far as, you know, death. It's hauntingly <laughs> beautiful, though. Yeah, it really is. Even, like, the stack of mail on the chair there. Yeah. There's just so much beautiful detail. In one of these, like this one, um, the body on the stairs, if you look real close, it's an ashtray full of cigarettes. That's insane. With ash all over, a little pack of cigarettes, magazines scattered across the floor. Yeah. It reminds me wow. of the thing that people do, um, like on TikTok and Instagram, where they make the Phone tiny, floor. tiny foods. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, I bet that was inspired addict. by this. I watch people make that shit, and I love it. Yeah. I love. Satisfying to watch. 
It yeah. is watching like I like miniatures in general, but watching people make them, yeah, is yeah. just something else. So yep, but those were what I had. <clears throat> so check it out, y'all. It's yeah, definitely. Really cool. And go give um, Obsolete Oddity a like, please, and a follow. Subscribe. Yes, he's amazing. We love him. We do. He's really great. Um, he's got a lot of great, a lot of great things on his channel. He yeah. actually did tell a story too, um, very similar to the one about the guy that you did who disappeared. Oh, which guy did I talk about? Um, he was like in his field. He disappeared. Oh yeah, yeah. That I can't remember which episode that yeah, was. But, but like, yeah, right in front of people's eyes. I think that one was Alabama. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Orion. Something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember that, but I don't remember the episode. We're not even that far into it and I'm forgetting <laughs> the shit we've talked about. But yeah, yeah, he did he did an episode similar where he talked about another disappearance that happened like mm-hmm. that that was like right in front of people's eyes. Yeah. So um he talks about a lot of murders. Um Oh fuck yeah, we'll have to yeah. check him out. Oh definitely. He does a lot of true crime. Um And we all know I'm a slut for true crime. Yes. Yeah. Fucking love true crime. Yeah. It's it's really really interesting. He did a really great one on um, oh what was her name the the serial killer who lived in Indiana for a while. Um, Bell Gunnis. Bell Gunnis. Yeah, he did a great video on her. Uh, yeah, she lived in Laporte. Yeah, I really he, wanted to talk about her on a on a side, but I'd I'd really like to do like a couple like a yes. part episode on that. Like we could really collab and do something cool with that, that would be very cool but yeah he he did a great video on her that i yeah. strongly recommend yeah. um they even have some like pictures of the crime scene and the bodies that were recovered so yeah. trigger warning there if you don't like you know looking at decayed dead bodies maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> don't look at it but the video was so informative and like again it his voice i can listen to him talk about anything yeah so um but yeah so that's what i have so hopefully oh, yeah. you guys enjoyed that yeah. Hopefully you learned a little awesome. something about someone who was very, very cool and very important to history yeah. and who yeah. unfortunately has been overlooked a lot by history. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't believe no, I've never been taught about her. Right? That was really, really cool. Especially, like, to have such a big role in how we solve crimes now. Yeah. Is just, yeah, amazing to me. It's cool that we did some history ones back yes. to back. You guys got Marsha P. Johnson, and I'm like, if you are LGBT, you need to know who she is. If you love true crime, you need to know who this yep. is. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you love true crime and strong women. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this right, is guys. the podcast for you. Exactly. That's what we're all about, bitch. If you like history, too. So. Right. Yeah. We yeah. got it all going on. We do, so. we do. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time. Yep. Follow us on our social media at Wicked Myth Podcast on Instagram, Wicked Myth Podcast on Facebook, Wicked Myth Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us something. And the bastard that's at, <laughs> at Wicked Myth Pod yes. on Twitter because at Wicked Myth Podcast was taken by someone who's not even a podcast. Nope. So and we're not going to stop bitching about it. Nope, never. Not no until he gives me. Yeah, no yeah. TikTok yet. We'll make a TikTok. Maybe. Nigel and Taylor will make a TikTok. <laughs> Brenna will hold the camera. It'll probably just be videos of my cat. Maybe. Honestly, it would probably do really well. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> She's adorable. We could we could just call the page Wicked Myth Podcast. It'd be hilarious. It would. Oh my god. So, all right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We will see you on the other side. Have a good night. Goodbye.